25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And we have a weird little setup here this time. It's like, I feel like we're like sports anchors and I feel like we're like actually together. Once again, we're recording in person. You know, we had a game on on Saturday when we're recording this episode and we figured, you know what? It's just so much easier to be together to record these. And so we're recording it a little early, but uh, hopefully a lot of good stuff for you because the Blue Jackets gave us content today, girl. So much content. Um, y'all, we won three games in a row. Yeah, this team is seven and three. The Columbus Blue Jackets are off to uh, what is tied for their best start in franchise history. Uh, you, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, be- <laughs> it's the best start since I've been a fan, so it's kind of crazy. Actually, since the first year you were a fan, it was 17-18 is what is what they said today on Twitter was, oh. that was when it started. So Well, and I didn't come in until halfway through that season. So. No, I think we should let you have a little credit oh, you're for it. Okay, yeah. A little bit of a one hundred percent. The hockey energy knew you were coming and they're like felt my presence. Yeah, they were like, let us perform for you. Uh so yeah, it, it just what a game tonight, really. Uh, you know, coming off of a win in Colorado that can best be described as as gutsy coming down from being you know, down to winning yeah. the game on Thursday uh, after letting up two empty net goals to let Colorado back into the game. And today, equally as gutsy of a performance, Colorado a lot healthier in this one. I believe Mika Rantanen, um, Devin Taves, and somebody else who plays hockey. Yeah. Also <laughs> came back into the lineup. And so a little bit of a, Taller task for the team tonight, especially uh, without Patrick Lyonne, who I can't remember is as of our last episode, his injury had been announced, but we know for sure now he's out with a strained oblique for four to six weeks. Yes, it had not been announced when we recorded Thursday's episode. Um, so, yes, Patrick Lyonne will not be with us for at least four to six weeks. We're hoping once Max Domi is allowed out of quarantine that he can come and stare <laughs> at Patrick's oblique muscle and perhaps get him back into the lineup quicker. Yeah, the the Dean Kukin injury isn't going to get yeah. any better with Maxima in his hotel room in New York City. I can't tell if that would be, like, the perfect place to quarantine or if that would be, like, the absolute worst place to quarantine. Like, it's but, like... I mean, literally, he could be anywhere, though, because he can't... He's not allowed to leave his room. Yeah, he could quite literally be in Des Moines, Iowa and be having just as much fun. I bet the food is better. I bet what he's being door dashed is like a solid 10 out of 10 in comparison to what it could be. We do enjoy his post game tweets though. A little manic, a little bit worried about where he's, he's at. I hope someone brought him a puzzle because something to keep him occupied. Yeah. Puzzle crossword game boy. Yeah. Cause I can't, well, hopefully let's also just hope that because it was a three game road trip that he brought like, 
He has a laptop with him. Something, right? Or like a tablet or something. Here's hoping because... Or he like sent some door, some DoorDasher or like whatever to the Apple store to buy him an iPad. Um, Could you imagine just making enough money to one day be like, ah, damn, I forgot my iPad at home. Let me just go buy one. one. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck is that? Like, what is that? I will never know that kind of money. I finally got... That is for sure. I finally gotten to the point now like where I travel... If I forget underwear, I tell myself, like, oh, Jeremy, you could just go buy some at Walmart. But that's, like, six ninety nine for a couple Hanes. Like, and even yeah, but, that stresses me out. Yeah, but even then, he has forgotten shirts. And it's, like, the one thing about being um, best friends who are also people of size is yeah. he can wear my shirts. So I can. And it's or- helpful when he forgets them. <laughs> it is true. It is true. I struggle. He's wearing one right now, actually. I've actually just decided this is mine Yeah, now. he's just going to keep that one. Yeah, Shout I out have. to 614 Hockey and their Elvis shirt. So. Y'all know Matt. Hey, Matt. So, yeah, the Blue Jackets. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was such a, it was such a good game. And it was, it was really frustrating. There was, like, a lot of frustration. Um, we did out, I believe we still ended up out shooting the abs by the end of the game, but by, by quite a bit, really, I think. Oh my God. There were just so many moments where it was like, come on, yeah, like, just get into the net. Yeah, um, I, my joke was that we were naming the episode a case of the Wenbergs because oh. also, even though we ended up with a high shot total. There were so many opportunities to shoot that just there's a wee wee too much passing this yeah. evening um, that we were comfortable with, but I mean we saw a lot of a lot of different names on the scoreboard yeah. this evening, starting out with um, Gabriel Carlson. Yeah, my guy. I mean. Uh, every blind squirrel's got to find a nut occasionally, right? Like, well, especially when the nut is being placed right in front of your face by Jakob Voracek. Yeah, that that squirrel's gonna find that nut pretty regularly. I and mean. it was such a pretty, like, it just we it was on the side that we sit on, so we had a great view for this specific goal. But it just it was so pretty, like, yeah, Voracek just he was like, okay, Carlson, your turn. So, so he good. just whoop. And then right straight in it went in, and it was like he'd be done it. He'd be he'd, yep, yep. <laughs> he had been doing it his whole life, um, essentially, is what it looked like. Um, I think he has been. I mean, kind of. I think he has been. I think he let us know that in his press, uh, his post game interview a couple of days ago. He did. Uh, but yeah, it's it just like we had talked a little bit on the way to the game about what was going to come of of. Jakub Voracek, was he going to continue to be as productive without somebody like Patrick Laine on the ice? Like, was he going to be able to do that? And and sure enough, right? Like, you put Jakub Voracek on the ice with anybody, and he's going to find a way to get on the puck. It's really awesome to watch, and he's exactly why he's here. That's his 10th assist of the year on that Gabriel Carlson goal. And also uh, getting a secondary apple on that was Igor Tinikov, who gets his first NHL point on that goal specifically. Um, and he wasn't done yet, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, then So then we hit kind of like a hurdle-ish a bit with the Arabs. A hurdle-ish. A hurdle-ish. Um, I don't know why I love the way that sounds. How do we pronounce his last name? Bur- uh, Burkowski. Burkowski. Um, he had our number written on it. Um, and on what? On everything. Okay. I was like, on what did he ever? <laughs> He's on our, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> under caffeinated. Um, 
and I just had carbs. So it's like very loosey goosey over here. But um, so he scores two uh, consecutive goals for the Avs, one at the end of the first period, um, and then one in kind of midway, almost midway through the second period. Um, but then after that, it was just Blue Jackets time. Well, and that was the thing that was so important. So obviously we tweeted out like, maybe stop giving Colorado so many power play opportunities. They didn't yeah. listen. They didn't listen. They, they kept, did not. They kept giving them the opportunities. And, and actually like what I didn't realize when I tweeted that initially was that Colorado actually came into the game 28th in the league in power play, like which just makes no sense. Yeah. Given the personnel. Well, yeah. Given the personnel, given that they are one of the top tier teams in the entire NHL, but I mean, everyone's got an Achilles heel, I guess. Like, um, and theirs is the power play. Um, Which do you you think that would be their bread and butter? That's what that's the part that blows me away so much. And and you know, if the season ended today, Colorado's four, five, and one. Which is just crazy. Because guess what? We're seven and three. Yeah, in case you missed out at the beginning of the show, seven and fucking three. Seven and three. What? I mean, seven wins and three losses. And we were talking a little bit about this, and then we'll get back to the game. But obviously, four of these seven wins have come in overtime. And quite honestly, like, you all know how overtime works. I mean, the last year or so, it's worked for against us. Entirely. Yeah. So, entirely I mean, against us. This team could be 3-3-4 three, three, and four right now, and we'd be having an entirely different conversation. But I digress. Uh, because they're not. They're 7-3 and because they win tonight, mostly because of this third period. I mean, yeah. they... Back to the idea of like the uh, the Avalanche power play, uh, they kill off a minute and a half of a penalty to start the third, and really like Colorado never even got anything going on that power play. No, it was pretty immediate that we were like, no, this isn't gonna happen. Like we're gonna just come out strong, and you know I don't know what Lars or Boone or whomever said in the locker room in the second intermission, but. There was no, like, they were going to find a way to to basically tie up the game. I think that was their initial, like, thought process. Like, let's, by the end of this third period, we're going to be tied. They did more than that, they, for sure. They did, yeah. And even a few chances on uh, on the Avalanche power play shorthanded for the Jackets, too, which the Jackets don't have a shorthanded goal yet this year, if I'm not mistaken. The absence of Cam Atkinson making itself known. Uh, sorry. Uh, but... But yeah, so Alexander Texier. I mean, for as much as for as much as we've been bitching about him lately, um, you know, he got a really great backhanded goal that basically changed everything in that third period for us. Um, it was messy. There was a lot going on at the time that it occurred, um, but it completely flipped the switch, and we. We believed in that moment. Nationwide Arena was so loud tonight. It was. Like, the whole arena in that moment believed that we were going to win the game. We had only just tied it. Yeah, and that came, you know, only with about, like, six and a half minutes left in the game, right? So not a ton of time left. And you start to get a little anxious around that point. You're trying to think, okay, like, you know, we got to get man up. Like, we got to get a power play. If we don't do that. We got to hold on to this tie, like, for another six and a half minutes. Like, Nathan McKinnon, I don't know if you know this or not, is good at hockey. The Avalanche just good at hockey, really. Like, 
so it was kind of a terrifying situation but then the whole energy changed he gets this goal which is great for him it's definitely hopefully it is a like a boost for alexander texier because it's something that he he needs to be scoring he needs a fast-paced game he said it in his post-game interview today like the fast pace helps him so getting up to this level of like these other teams that are traditionally much faster than the blue jackets are like if we can start matching or at least working on matching them i think he's going to succeed much more than he has in these last 10 games so this is the fastest i've seen this blue jackets team though in a, yeah in a there was some time. hustle in a long time. I mean, and I, I think it's just like you have to match the energy of the Avalanche who are very fast because if you don't, you're screwed. But yeah. I think. And we definitely had our moments like where we were not matching them. Um, and our power play was messy. Both, both were. I mean, neither, neither team capitalizes on a power play. <laughs> well, Colorado scores like one or two seconds after. afterwards. But our first power play was rough sauce. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so Tex scores that goal, and then we can't go past the Tex goal without talking about the fact that Elvis Merzlikens literally. Oh my god! Play. Oh, yeah. I love him so much. Yeah, I mean, like, quite honestly, like that play doesn't happen without him coming out of the net, playing the puck up to Eric Robinson, who then is able to find Alexander Texier. I mean, it was it was great vision. It it kind of goes back to I think there were a few moments in the third where Elvis was doing that thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago, where it was like... He gets so mad that he just decides he's going to play every, every position, position on the team. Yeah, he's going to be a defenseman, he's going to be a forward, he's going to be a goalie, and you can't tell him otherwise. And it works out. Like, in this situation, he, he was playing the puck, like, aggressively in the third. And this is one situation where it works out, and the Jackets capitalize. And, you know, goalie points are my favorite kind of points. Yeah, and my favorite thing about this whole situation was in his post-game interview um they're talking to elvis the reporters are talking to elvis about the assist and they're like they're like we're not gonna say it's your only he's like and he corrects me he goes it's my first of this season yeah they said first your first <laughs> assist and he goes of this season you, like as if yes. to say like if you don't get this right about me then you are incorrect and then he goes i love getting an assist but i'm waiting for the goal and the like crowd of reporters starts laughing. He's like, oh. and Elvis stone face looks at them and goes, I was serious. I don't know why you're laughing. The joy that will come over me when that man scores a goal. I'm telling you what, he's I mean, he just has the energy of somebody who's like gonna do it. Like he's gonna just start firing pucks at an empty net one day and just like I can see it. Like and the I, it has to be at home. Like, it has to be at Nationwide when he does it. Because I just think the entire place will just explode. Um, and it, I can feel it. Like, I just feel like Elvis. It might not be this season, but, like, in Elvis's career. Because it's such a rare thing for a goalie to get a goal. Yeah. Um, I, I believe in his career. And hopefully, as as a Blue Jacket, he will, he will do that. But... It was just so funny, and it was such an Elvis response to things. It was, um, yeah. And we'll talk more about his post game because I want to give a little shout out after, like, when we do the and the wrap up of the game thing. The wrap up of the game thing. Yep. Is that what I want to talk about now? the other two goals first. Okay, great. <laughs> the three stars. That part. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, just for context, Elvis 
uh, has one other regular season assist in the NHL. Uh, coming last last season was his first. Oh God, he, when was that? I haven't any idea, but he also got an assist in the bubble in one of the games that he played. So that was his like first NHL. He oh, had, when we were in Toronto. Mm-hmm. He had three with Lugano in the Swiss A series uh, from 2014 to 2015, the year after he was drafted. So maybe he was just like he also had four penalty minutes. So, you know what? I'm all about a goalie penalty. Anyway, yes, the other goals. I think we obviously have to talk about the game-winning goal. We can't not talk about the game-winning goal. That would make no sense. We, we're recapping a game. We can't not talk about the oh. game-winning goal. Oh, you mean because it's his third goal in two games? Yeah, Cole Sillinger. I mean, and it's a product of being in the right place at the right time, doing what you need to do with your stick and being in position because I think everybody in the arena – uh, thought that it was Igor Chinakov's goal, his first of his NHL career, but in reality, it tips off of Cole Cylinder's stick. And I can't, I have to say, it I kind of kind of looked like Vorchek also may have touched it. Oh, uh, sure, but you but... know what? Let's not, uh, because team effort. Yeah, right. Uh, I just don't want to take that away from Cole. No. So, so yeah, I think the just the way Cole celebrated, you knew it went off of his stick, but everybody like. Thought it was, you know, Igor's first NHL goal. I just goal. thought it was so cute the way he and Igor, like, went to each other, like, after the goal went in. Well, and, like, somebody, like, tackled. They tackled each cup. other. Yeah, it just, like. <laughs> it just, they like, were, like, besties on the ice, like. But, I mean, it was just so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad I missed that. I was looking at the camera, not you. Uh yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to post that somewhere. <laughs> but I think just it's so good if you're a Blue Jackets fan, right? To see those two connect for a game-winning goal in a in a game that was like obviously not important. None of these are must wins at this point, but it's like in a game that feels really good to win. Those two coming together for the game-winning goal is really important for the future of this team, and I think it's really good for their morale. And hopefully, it's a sign of things that come out of that line. I think. You know, so long as as Patrick Liney is out, I think unless something changes, I think that this is the first line you're going to be looking at, or at least the pairing that you're going to look at in terms of you know Voracek on the wing with both Cole Sillinger and Igor Chinnikov. Yeah, it's kind of like the freshman senior line. It really is, and 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 you can tell that there is some element, and, and you know. Voracek kind of plays this down a little bit because he's like, I've been in that situation where people just want to like talk to you and teach you and all that kind of stuff. And it's frustrating and annoying. So that's not, he's not like taking his hands on of a role, but I think it's, it's goes without saying that he has an effect in mentoring this team and leading this team. But I also think it's him trusting them. I think sometimes with younger players who get matched with maybe a veteran or like a mid a mid-career person Mm -hmm. that those older players don't necessarily trust the younger ones and vice versa. So there's a lot of like hesitancy in those roles, but I think even if he's not sitting there pulling them aside or whatever, like I think that him just simply trusting that Cole and Igor know what they're doing or are going to figure it out. Yeah. Um, then that's enough for them. They just need, they need to feel like they're being trusted in this role on the, on the team. And I think for Lars too, that's 
what he's trying to instill in them to feel confident in their natural abilities to pay attention and to look like they know what the fuck they're doing. Like, cause that's the biggest thing. Like fake it till you make it friends. Like, and they're doing their damnedest. Yeah. I mean, and I think what you say is right. Like it's not a matter of Voracek trying to control their game. It's just a matter of Voracek being a player on their line. Like, but I think when like he plays the way he does, it's just nothing but a great example for these young guys on how to play. And, and even Laura saying that tonight, that the Voracek looked like a 20 year old out there tonight <laughs> on the ice was just really cool to hear. And he did. I mean, he looked, he looked great. I mean, he just reads, he just reads every one of his teammates so well, like it doesn't really matter who Voracek is on a line with. He just reads them like, and knows what to do whenever he's, you know, in possession of the pack, like he just reads the ice so well and reads his teammates. And, um, you know, I think that's going to be really beneficial as we sort of do these adjustments as Patrick Line is out. And as we start, you know, we were talking about it on the car on the way to the game today, but just the different decisions that are going to be made over the course of the next few weeks, as some of our injured players come back into the lineup. I mean, Max will more than likely be back for um, the next two games um, as long as all of his COVID tests and stuff come back negative. Right. Um, Emil Bemstrom is eventually going to be back in the lineup. Like Patrick Laine, once he comes back, like it's just, you know, we're in a great place. It's like not a terrible problem to have, but like, it's just a complicated problem. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so Cole gets his third goal in two games and then Mr. Oliver Bjorkstrand, just with his aiming skills, yeah, hits that empty net and pushes us over the edge. Um, Don't call him Gus Nyquist <laughs> because he hits the net. Hey, Gus will get there. He'll get back to getting empty net goals. Uh, we'll see. Um, or just goals in general. Anything anything counts. Anything at this point. But so yeah, Oliver gets an empty net with Do you know see, what is craziest about that though? With literally 30 seconds left of the game. What? That is Boone's first assist of the season. Boone's got nothing but goals. <laughs> nothing but goals. That was his first assist of the season was on was on Bjorkstrand's empty net goal. So, I mean, hey. Good for Booner. Yeah. I, I also found out recently that people call him Bam Bam, and I'm not exactly sure how I feel about that. I feel like we're going to have to start calling him Bam Bam, and you're just going to have to get used to it. I feel like. I don't know if, if any of you watched the Behind the Battle episode number two. He reveals that people call him Bam Bam, and I was confused it's probably like how like people in my like close family call me jp like nobody calls me jp right like your dad dad right my dad calls me jp a few people on my dad's side of the family my grandma's like they do but but yeah it's not anything people would know i mean booner i get but like i hate the nickname booner really yeah i don't know it's just like i like it better than bam bam no i like bam bam it gives me Flintstones energy, like, and he kind of gives me yabba dabba do energy. Yeah, like he, he kind of gives me like, like that's just there kinda... is some yabba dabba do energy there. <laughs> so we won. Yeah, we did. We won. It was amazing. Like it just, I, it's just winning anytime is awesome, but winning at home is the best. And when the 
I mean, it was a Saturday night, so pretty full in Nationwide Arena. Um, and every, it was so loud. Like, it was just so loud. And that's the best kind of hockey when everyone is super jazzed yeah. and when everyone's on their feet as the streamers come down. Like, it's just the best. And we be, we won three games in a row. We also beat the Avalanche two times in a row. Come on. They're- they're good at hockey, although they need to turn some shit around. I don't. They just need to get healthy. They've been really struggling with injuries at the start of the season. They're going to be fine, obviously. But but yeah, if the playoffs started today, they would be on the outside looking in, which is just absolutely wild to think about. But but yeah, we sweep the season series against the Avalanche. We don't have to play them anymore, so it doesn't matter if they get healthy because it's not our business. Yeah. If something tells me, maybe I'm wrong. And I would own up to it if I was that we won't be matching up with them in the Stanley Cup final this year. I mean, probably. Man, not. I just don't know. So we don't have to worry about them anymore. Yeah. But the one thing that we can worry about is making sure we get these bets right, girl. Because before we get into our three stars of tonight's game, we want to talk to you about our presenting partner DraftKings in the NHL season. It's underway. It's 10 games underway for the Blue Jackets. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. Curling has something to say. Curling's pissed. Uh, New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. And I don't know if you know this about hockey, but somebody has to score. Somebody. And it can be you, too. Because uh, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings isn't going to leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play daily fantasy sports for huge cash prizes. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. We need to really get in on this because, listen... I could use a million dollars. I could also use a million dollars. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler all right so the last couple of episodes i've usurped you to talk about my three stars before you Mm -hmm. we are in person i feel like the only right way to do this Mm. is to usurp me again no rock paper scissors contest Ooh. are you feeling rock paper scissors shoot and then shoot like show it on shoot yeah all right best two out of three or are we just going loser like winner takes all Best two out of three. Okay. All right. I feel like you're doubting yourself a little bit. I always I lose these. Okay, ready? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, you're up one nothing. Laura's up one mm-hmm. nothing. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh my god, Laura with the sleep. Two nothing. And Laura, you're going to give us your three stars of the game first. Yay. Okay, so I was thinking about this in the car on the way home. Deep in thought. Deep in thought. <laughs> listening to um, my the poor playlist that I make Jeremy listen to all the time because I'm old and 
very rarely change my music taste. Um, so I mean, it is consistent. It is consistent. It is consistent. It is the same music. Yeah, but it's good. But it's yeah, it works. Sometimes I add new stuff to the playlist, but not. It's usually it's usually Nile Horn. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say it's usually Nile Horn? Yeah. Said, I love him. <laughs> anyway, so third star, just because like I feel like we don't celebrate him enough um, in this situation and he has struggled. No, are you going to do it? Are you going to say it? Go ahead. Gabriel Carlson? Oh, shit. I was going to say Alexander Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you, I feel like we don't celebrate him enough. It's just because he doesn't play here. I know. Over. He has been struggling. Like, he <laughs> wants to have a space on his team. Wow, that really got me. I really did not think that's where you were going to go. At one point, he was sold to us as, like, this stellar defenseman that, like, was going to change things. Um. And I think that it's incredible that he got a goal tonight. And he got us on the board. He got things going in a really crucial time. Yeah. No goal like, off. Yeah. We, it's always better for us to, it's always better for the Blue Jackets to end a period either tied or up. Like, it just helps. And Gabriel Carlson did that for us today. He did. Um. So, yeah. So, my third star goes to Gabriel Carlson. Don't know if he'll score again this season, but you know what? Right now he gets that for me. Um, my number two star goes to little baby Cole Sillinger. Cause just like three goals, two games, the Colorado avalanche. He's 18. Yeah. He's just living his best life. And his parents were probably here today. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm just so proud. And I just love his friendship with Igor Chinnikov. I think it's so cute. It's a good one. So, part of me hopes that they get, like, a a bro's apartment and live together like PLD and Texier did for a while. Oh, yeah. And just, like, play video games. and Or alternatively... Jakob Voracek just takes them both in, a la David Savard and Pierre Luc Dubois. Oh, that's true. And Igor teaches them all Russian. I think, yeah. Or vice versa with him in English. Either way. Both and. You Both know. and. Elvis could come over and do like a guy. Latvian, French, Austri- <laughs> Italian, whatever. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so, yes, yeah, so my second star is Cole Cylinder. And then my first star is a joint one. But it's oh because. My no, no, no. God. No. It's because they go together like peanut butter and jelly. And that is Elvis Merce Lincoln's and the fifth line. That's my first star. Okay. Elvis was struggling. He said he was anyway. I didn't see it. Um, he was right. Yeah. He was struggling. He said he was feeling gassed towards the end. And we brought him back to life, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I just I love how much he loves the fifth line. I can't help it. I mean, it is very refreshing. It is it is good to have somebody who is willing to engage with the fans that way, and like, oh, what, like, like it's very Cam energy, right? Like where like Cam would do that kind of stuff, or Nick would do that kind of stuff. It's very similar, and it's nice. It's nice to have. And Elvis played his butt off tonight. 
I mean, he literally did a barrel roll in the goal during the first period. Do a flip. Yeah. He, it was <laughs> so many times. Like, I'm not even sure how he knew where he was when he got back up. Um, and yeah, he just, he kept us in this game and we played so well in front of him. And yeah, I love, I love the energy that the fifth line has about Elvis. I love the energy that, you know, when you're at a game, it's so much more positive than the social media energy that we're around 95% of the time when it comes to this business and the team and the sport of hockey. Um, so yeah, my number one is Elvis in the fifth line. The Plus, relationship between yes, and Elvis is the new Myers Jeweler guy. Experience Myers, Myers Jewelers. Jewelers. Um, we'll take our check whenever. Yeah. So R.I.P. to Brandon Dubinsky being the Myers Jeweler guy. Hope he's well. But now it's Elvis. Tough. Well, your turn. My turn. The loser of the rock paper scissors battle. So I. I think for my third star, I'll go ahead and I will give it to Alexander Texier. No, I won't be doing all of that. No, I, I mean, I have to give it, I think, to to Igor Chinnikov. I think just assuming this new role and, and really like, I think for the first period, like trying to find your footing, right? I think I think there were some, not struggles, not, nothing inherently bad, but I think just trying to get used to the situation once they figured it out and like once that line really started rolling, they looked really good. I mean, it's not lost on anybody. Uh, and so I think for that reason, he's my, he's my third star. He just also, I, I think for some people, like you hear the phrase, like, Oh, the way he plays with it away from the puck. Like, I think it's like annoying to hear. Cause it's like hard to observe, but if you just take like, do yourself a favor and like for one game, just like pick a player and it, and it can be Chinakov, it can be anybody and just watch every shift that they play Yeah, and, and pay attention to only them during that shift. You, Cause you're not going to miss the game. Like if you do that and just watch the, the way that he four checks, the way that he isn't afraid to like mix things up in the neutral zone to jump up on a play. He's really good away from the puck. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, what's most impressive because I think when you're a younger player, that's the kind of stuff that gets away from you. That's the kind of stuff that like you hear coaches talking about being frustrated about younger players. And is that, Oh, this part of their game is excellent. But when it comes to playing away from the puck, like when they don't have the puck, they struggle. And so I think that that's really refreshing to see out of him. I think then I have to go, I have to go with Cole too, as well. You know, just he's 18. He is. He is 18 years old. Like he literally just started. Like he, this will be the first year. 2021 will, or two, I guess, will be the first year in which he files taxes. Yeah. Like, I was such a mediocre 18-year-old. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm a pretty mediocre 24-year-old. Like, I can't even We imagine. don't talk about my age on this show, but I am a <laughs> mediocre whatever you assume that I am. <laughs> Um, I I mean, it's just, like, ridiculous that he's, like, playing this way at 18 years old. And I just, God love him for it. Like, it's just really fun to watch. And then, I mean, oh, I sound terrible for not including the fifth line, but I, my one is Elvis. <laughs> like, I think, you know, he could have he gotten frustrated. Like, 
this was his first game in about a week. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard. After right? a really hard loss, too, because his last game was our debacle. Four, the, our, 04 loss to the New York Rangers. So, yeah. And I mean, like, he caught some flack for, I mean, we've talked about it last episode about like how he ended that game and he doesn't play the next two games. Corpy's winning. And it would be really easy, I think, to come out in tonight's game and just like be befuddled and like be kind of out of it. And he kind of mentioned it in the post game conference that, like, yeah, like I was a little bit out of it. Like, I was a little. You know, he said it was hard to get going. Yeah, but it didn't. You could not tell because the saves no. that he made in the first period were very eldest saves. Yeah, I, I will say I think he wants that second goal back. Like he said as much. You know, a weird play. He thinks it's icing. I also kind of thought it was icing at first. Obviously, like the officials see see it other like differently, which is fine. Happens, but. But yeah, I mean, I don't think he was ready to play the puck the way it came to him. And, and that second goal happens the way it does. And it's just frustrating, I think, for him. But at that point, it's easy, right, to be frustrated, to lose sight of the game and to to just play the rest of the game in that mindset of frustration. And he did it. I mean, like some of his best hockey happened in in the third, second and third periods. You know, Gavin Bayreuther, Seattle Kraken legend, which also like this episode's coming out on Monday and we're recording on Saturday. So uh, I don't know that this is going to be moved by then, but the Kraken are losing to the Coyotes with five minutes left in that game. So the Coyotes oh. might get their first win of the season over the Kraken. Oh. I know. Anyway, uh, Gavin Bayreuther, you know, just falls and. <laughs> like breakaway central. I can't remember who the breakaway was against. It might've been against Miko Rantanen. Yeah. And, and Elvis like makes an initial save. Rantanen is able to corral the rebound and throw another one in on Elvis. And Elvis makes another excellent save. I mean, just from that sequence alone, I think Rantanen, here I go with my analytics corner had like almost a goal expected out of yeah. that sequence. Like, mm-hmm. and so Elvis stands tall. Elvis, uh, I think it's like 1.69 saves above. Above what was expected. Yeah, expected. I'm getting you into it, girl. Mm -hmm. I'm getting you into the analytics. I love it. Uh, And Elvis gets the big win, and you got to feel good for him just to reassure himself that this is is his net. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that was really good. Yeah. I just love him so much. I do. And, And this is a weird episode because we don't... We don't have a game to look forward to before our next recording. No, so we we're, don't. We're trying... Because there's six freaking days between before we play again. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out some content for you all for Thursday's episode if you're listening to this on Monday. But uh, there will potentially be like a very random video that gets posted on Thursday alongside the episode because we're getting tattoos. Oh, no, it won't be. We're getting mm-hmm. tattoos on Friday. Never mind. You're doing really great. <sighs> under caffeinated i mean we are recording at 12 25 eastern are. time i really hope you aren't caffeinated all too much says me with my diet coke next to me but at some point there will be a, a very interesting video of me getting one of my two tattoos so i'm excited it's gonna be great it's gonna be but yes we will have some sort of content for thursday we're hoping it's a guest it may just be a fun episode with the two of us depending on on how life works. On how life works. But. And I love that for us. So you all have come to love this little new segment that we're doing. Maybe you don't. Actually, let us know what you think about it because we're just going to keep doing it. It doesn't you really matter. You might think it's the worst. Who knows? But, Laura, 
I'm here for the snacks. Okay, so this is a two-player special, and it's very funny because both of them scored tonight. They did. So we are doing a little a little tribute to our friends in France and our friends in Denmark. I will say the Denmark part is like it's not a cop out. It's just Danish brie. So like yeah. So I mean, it's, it's from it's from Denmark. Yeah. So, so, but I don't know. But the best way to, to just palm it, just <laughs> can you put it down, please? <laughs> so I baked brie. It's probably not even hot inside anymore, but I baked brie. This is the Danish brie, and then these are little French croutons, essentially. These are what we thought we were eating on. <laughs> <laughs> these are what we thought the Filipino things were, but they're not. Um, so, and these have a cute little French label. But you're getting them. crumbs everywhere. That I am. It's my house. It's fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, this is our ode to Alexander Texier and Oliver Bjorkstrand. I love that. So, hopefully this brie is like slightly warm still but it might not be that's okay you know what oh she's a little squishy i will say that that is not appetizing looking i love brie jeremy does not so much no it's okay no in my defense it's because i put jam it's on more it. so the jam oozing out of it that like oh god that is like giving very squish vibes very like Infectious material vibes. All right, so what's the game plan here? What are we doing? I was just going to put some on one for each of us. That's nice. There's yours. Okay, thank you so much. Wow. What's the croissant around it for? <laughs> just for, for looks? Just for fun. Okay, I love that. No, I love that. I was just like, wait, what do we do with that? All right. I didn't really think about that. I kind of forgot that we had the crackers to go with it. Got it. But you know, the here French, we are. the French part of the French. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, to Alexander Texier and to Oliver Bjorkstrand, um, yay. Oh, it's still a little warm. Mm. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Danish brie is good. Again, another two things from our trip to Jungle Gyms. It's better than I think French other brie. brie's that I've had. Mm -hmm. It's not as, for people who enjoy cheese, it's not as like stinky. Mm. Well, I was telling you, like the rind, like people don't always remove the rinds. Oh yeah. Well, when you brie. do it like this, like you, I cut it off. And the rind to me is what really, like, just absolutely ruins my moment with it. But I try. I just eat this part. I oh, look at you using the the crescent. But yeah, very well done. Thank you. To be very proud of yourself. Yes, I wrapped pre-made crescent rolls around brie. That we purchased. You're, listen, you're taking away all your credit. I did spread jam on it. Homemade jam. No, that was crazy. I'm just trying to give you something. I'm just trying really hard to like fake it for you. That was Kroger jam. Well, do you know what my jam is? What? Our social media. 
I was gonna take a bite, but now it's my turn. I like I need to say it fast before like you have a complex about saying our social no, it's media fine. was breathing it's fine. Um yeah, so you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod. You can follow us on Facebook at subjectively speaking. Um, you can also check out our super cute website. I know I keep saying that. I doubt people are. I don't even know if we can tell if people visit our website. I can see the numbers. Who who made our website? Jeremy did. No, I'm just wanted to. Um, so yeah, that is uh, subjectivelyspeaking.com. Dot com. Um, if you would like to help the fund for uh, snack purchasing, help us. Um, or just in general, because like you love us. You Wait, can... <laughs> why, why do I feel like now I just have to do, like, the little, like, you know how, like, in music nowadays there are just, like, the interjections and Oh, like stuff? Jason Derulo? Yeah, I feel like I should just, whenever you do this at the end, I should just fucking, like, like... my hype man. Um, you can visit, you can purchase merch. Buy it. Um, <laughs> we have such cute merch. Uh, and our merch site is subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of fun cute logos eventually we're gonna have a new design coming out we know what we want it's just we're figuring it out um but lots of cold weather stuff for just in general because it's about to be winter Fur, oh, bitch. oh my god <laughs> this is coming off the rails um or if you just need some warm cozy stuff to wear to games and then lastly you can rate review and subscribe to on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on Again, we don't know why they matter, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, give us a five-star rating. It helps us get noticed in the hockey podcast world. Um, it I, don't helps wanna, us... I don't even want to be perceived. Why? I just don't want them to perceive us. We're fun. We're a good time. But yeah, so it helps us grow our little community. And yeah, we just like love you guys and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> Wow, I think also, I'm doing that every week. Order your fun dip. Amazon. Get you some. Also, if we you're... definitely snuck this into the game. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if I'd air that publicly, but go I off. mean, other people post their pictures of fun dip in the game. Like, we at least took a picture outside. Yeah, we, yeah, we deleted <laughs> the evidence before we... <laughs> You know, two thousand people listen to it on Apple Podcasts and this that, and the other, and we get a cease and desist from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Stop putting fun dip in your jeans pockets. I know. Now we'll have, we'll have to wear jeans to every game at this point. Damn it! Yeah, Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, but again, this is like super come off the rails. I love it though. If they've made it this far, they deserve a treat. That's true. So yeah, that's all of our stuff. We don't have another game for six days. Yeah, no hockey. So um, I don't know what the fuck this hockey podcast is going to do, but we're going to figure it out. You might see some just weird tweets because we're bored and... Uh, Max Dummy style. Max Dummy style. <laughs> just If no one has seen the gifts that he posted tonight after the game, you need to watch it just to laugh at it. Yeah, Like, good. it's a crazy strong baby, and I was terrified. And... It was also hilarious all at the same time. But he doesn't ever say any words. He just posts a gif and then flames. Just emojis. He's doing his best best Keith Kincaid oh, impression. Oh, I miss Keith Kincaid. I do too. He never played a single game Not for a us. a single one. I think he only dressed the one time. Yeah, I think one or two. Yeah, it wasn't very yeah, many at all. But he was great at social media. Man. I still follow him on Instagram. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. 
Well, friends, until we get the chance to talk to you all on Thursday, hopefully nothing crazy happens between Saturday night when we're recording and Monday when this episode usually goes out, or else we're going to have to hop on and do some sort of weird little well addition. Yeah, it's either Blue Jackets, like, actual stuff, or Blue Jackets adjacent, because... Chicago fired their coach. So Oh, John Tortorella watch. Yep. But uh, hopefully John Tortorella doesn't join an organization like that. I'll be rooting for him. Uh, we want them to have no joy. Not so. even an ounce. And we love torts. So that would be joy for them. They've won one game, right? Mm-hmm. So one in 81 is still possible. Yep. Great. Looking forward to that. So follow us, like Laura said, wherever you can find us. We love talking to you all, and we hope to talk to you all a little bit over this little break. But if we don't get a chance to, thanks for listening, and we hope you all stay well. And we will look forward to seeing you all, or talking to you all, on Thursday. Bye!